Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguilas centered podcast today. We're going to be recapping the 2 1 victory at home in the debut opener for Carrington's Ladies against Santos Feminine. And then we're going to be looking ahead into the future and giving you guys ready for Friday night's matchup against Puebla, also at home at the Estadio Azteca. And to help me out with all of this and more, it is none other than our very own Lady Aguila expert, AJ. AJ, my friend, how are you? Doing good. Um, just really excited to talk talk about um Lady Aguilas and everything that we have in today's episode. Can't wait. Definitely, it it feels like a breath of fresh air after watching the game. I mean, it wasn't a good game. I'm not gonna lie, sit here and lie to you that you know I feel very confident in this team going forward now because of the result. But I do think that there was a lot of promising things that we can take away from, and we know that this is always going to be kind of a building block of Carrington's kind of tenure and hopefully finding the identity that he wants these ladies to play with. So we saw hopefully the fundamentals and, and the building blocks of that against Santos. And we'll discuss about that in, in, in just a brief moment. But uh, overall, I think it's something to be excited about, AJ. Yeah, no doubt about it. Just what a way to start your debut in the Liga Mekis Seminid at the Estadio Azteca, Mexico's biggest stadium and one of the most well-known arenas in the world. And to get a win over there as well, it's got to be a good feeling. Definitely. And let's just jump right into it. Look, America was coming into this one knowing that there was going to be a fresh start to, well, obviously to the season being the first game. But I feel like everything that just kind of went on in and around Coapa last season in regards to America family feels like we got a you know a clean sleep. And then now we're looking into the future and hopefully what should be something good under Carrington. Um and, and you know, the team played like that. I think it's hard to deny the fact that I, I feel like, for the most part, America dominated possession. AJ, I know you'll have the sense for us in just a second, but, I mean, possession-wise, I feel like we definitely dominated. Shots on target, at, well, I don't know how much on target, but shots in general, I think that we definitely maybe commanded that uh, also much better uh, than Santos did. You know, absorbing this after 90 minutes, seeing what you saw on the pitch... America walks away with a 2-1 victory. How are you feeling walking away from this? Um, I'd say content in my opinion. I mean, get yeah, three points is three points, but I feel there were some more. So I feel like America had definitely capitalized on the chest they had. They had nine shots on target in this game compared to Santos' um, six shots on target. It seemed like a lot more, but with the position that we had, I expected more. But all in all, um, I'm happy with this result, though. So. Little bit on mistakes here and there, but it is the first game of the season under a new manager. He's still trying to figure out how he wants his team to play, especially when we're playing in a different formation that you usually don't see compared to what we have with Coyar. You've usually seen that 4 4 2 formation. We went with 4 3, we went with 4 2 3 1, actually, which is a little bit something or a little bit actually to what Solari runs at America. But all in all, I like this. Um, content with this result. I think the word perfectly is content. I think you can't go too overly excited of what you mm-hmm. saw on the pitch because it wasn't not to say that it was bad, but it just it felt a little bit flat at times from these ladies. 
but I did like the fact that they were constantly trying. They never kept their heads down, even after conceding the goal that they conceded. Uh, they they definitely tried to remain on top, and they moved around. And, and this is a team that, like I mentioned to you, AJ, this is a team that's going to want to have the ball, that's going to want to dominate possession, that's going to want to be fluid in, in, in their movements like that. And you definitely saw that. I mean... There was times where we gave a bad pass here or there, but for the most part, I felt pretty confident with what the kind of game plan was going forward against Santos. And I don't know, I don't, we definitely did not execute it to perfection, but I do think that there was a glimpse and hopes of things that we might see in the upcoming match in the futures. And something to definitely be excited about is, you know, what, what Carrington can get out of these, uh, these ladies. Yeah, no, just it's the first game of the season so far. We got to see a very strong lineup against Santos. While the result, like for most fans, while they, as we, as I mentioned, content, they definitely could, it could definitely be improved in the next game and throughout the rest of the season. But all, I'd say it's a good starting point. It definitely is a very good starting point. And let's talk a little bit about our debut, our debutants in that game. I mean, AJ, who debuted for us besides everyone knowing already Kiana Palacios? Uh, we have Maria Mal- uh, Malion make her debut for America Feminine and an official and official game four, which is nice to see. We also got to see um Luna make her debut as well in an America jersey. Former um Tigres player who's played with them since the very beginning and seeing her on the on the um left back side, she seemed a little bit lost at times from knowing where her position is, especially since we have been rotating with left backs. Um, recently that we used to have Hannah playing at that left back position, we have Ime. I got kind of Luna, but it's the first game of the season. That's not um be too overcritical about her, but she did what she had to um do in that. And Malion, um, for her playing as a center attacking mid in here, you just see her being um opted as a forward. But seeing as a as a center attacking mid, um, she wasn't too bad though. I preferably would like to see her as a forward, and then just Gianna Palacios. She did what she had to do. As soon as she got that first goal, she was hungry for more goals. She definitely wants. She wasn't satisfied with that one goal. But all in all, she had a good debut. And for everyone else, same thing here. Definitely. And I want to apologize because I've just caught myself. I've been seeing Carrington this whole time. And you have not you have not once, AJ, corrected me. It's Harrington. God. I'm mixing the first name and the last name, putting them together. And you, put the fir- you put the first initial and that together. I'm like, I mean, that's you. But hey, I was, I was waiting to see the moment where you were like, Hey, I'm saying his I'm saying his name wrong, but oh, you better let me go 50 minutes without even correcting me, AJ. My goodness. Um, but you're right. I, some pretty promising stuff from the debutants uh, against Santos women, and it's just a matter of them getting their feet wet and getting accustomed to you know the club, the institution, and the manager as well. What what they want from them, and I told you that Kiana Palacios is going to start. Yet you didn't want to believe me, and I told you it'd be a lot easier for him to communicate with her. And it, it looked like it paid dividends at the end of the day. Something that you mentioned, though, about Kiana is that she was very much hungry for goals, even after scoring the one that she did. Um, you saw her being a little daring, taking shots from outside the box whenever she could turn and try to take a shot. Granted, they weren't the best of them. But again, you know, she's trying to get her feet wet in the league. She's trying to, you know, accustom herself to the America play style. And the Azteca, that's not an easy thing to do whatsoever either. So... Interesting stuff and, you know, a funny stat that I think the commentators were talking about was the fact that America had yet to win in the Estadio for quite some time. 
um, and definitely broke kind of that little curse. And now we're back to hopefully winning ways at home. I hope so, too. Especially as well, we've only played the Azteca now 25 times. We used to play a bunch of it back in the 2017-2018 season. Then moved to Guapa, and it seemed like the team has just been so accustomed to the pitch at Guapa. So then when it came back to the Azteca, if you have the all you have the altitude coming in play and just them not playing in familiar grounds for some of these players, they probably never played in the Azteca before. Maybe played it once or twice. So for them to have the entire season not playing it and the Azteca and hope it and hopefully in the future as well. It's a start, and now we finally got a win, and it's the first one of the season, and we'll be back to playing again for the um tomorrow um for the next game against Puebla, and like, as I mentioned, for the rest of the season. Definitely, the interesting thing, something to keep an eye out for whenever the ladies do play at home. Can they make the Azteca a fortress for them? Uh, and we'll have to wait to see. But let's talk a little bit about this matchup because I think there's something peculiar that happens, right? America starts off the game very much dominating possession, mm-hmm. breathing down Santos' neck. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Santos gets a worldie of a shot outside, 40-odd yards out, beating Renata Mascherelli, which, by the way, should not be game being that far out, but that's needless here or there. Uh, they concede. What, what did you feel at that moment, AJ? What, what, what were you able to take away from that goal that we conceded? This was a similar situation that we had last season against Santos, where we actually end up having them tie the game up. And then we respond with the goal of our own. But just seeing that how we concede in that fashion, it feels like the same old story just with every goalkeeper we've had playing America Femini. always just seems to go over the line. Then as soon as a shot like that goes over, a rainbow shot, most definitely it's going to go and there's not much you can do. Really disappointing. The position just got to be better. You just can't be allowing shots like, like that um, during the match. And at that point, I was nervous because then I felt like Santos is going to play defensive for the rest of this match and not allow America to really try to break through the defense. But then, you know what happened next. But just, I can't be seeing shots like that happening. Especially for Mascherelli, which you mentioned, top one goalkeeper, my opinion, top five in this league. You can't allow shots like that going in. I know, right? I, I stuck my neck out for her last episode, and then she concedes that type of goal. I'm just like, oh, well. <laughs> I guess, I guess, joke's on me, but... Um, she didn't look so solid in goal this this game. Something was off definitely about her. She just didn't give you that confidence that you would expect from her. Um, but not to say anything bad about her. I think it was just kind of those, you know, things that you work out, those little kings from the first coronada. And then you kind of just move on from this. I think everyone out there didn't have a perfect game. Uh, I don't think there was one player that really set out and we were like, wow, this is the most solid player that we've had in in the 90 minutes that, that this game was played. So I think everyone has a little bit something to work on. But again, I think it's that collective unit that we saw out there on Sunday uh, against Santos that really, really brought it home for me. You saw a team that usually, given this situation last season, goes down, concedes that type of goal, probably don't get back into it right away. If anything, they maybe even concede a second one before they even start finding the back of the net. But I saw this kind of drive and hunger from these ladies that even after conceding that goal, they went out there, they searched it, and they never gave up. They never put their heads down. Um, And because of that, you know, we get the equalizer, thanks to Kiana, and what a ball from Monse Hernandez. and then from then on, you go into halftime, it's 1-1. One, one. 
And you're thinking, well, this game is wide open for America to just go out and, and, and take it to them. And, uh, it, you know, it, it had to be a dubious penalty, right? Some people saying it, there's, there's, there, it was. Other people saying it wasn't. Oh. It's a little bit more towards the wasn't side. But yeah. but we're not here to argue with, with, the, with the referees. We're just kind of here to call it as how they called it. Uh, and America capitalizes that. But in the second half... I don't think we were as aggressive as we were in the first, but I do think that we controlled the game just as well as we did in the first 45 minutes. There's something about this team that wanted the ball, but necessarily, whilst they may not have the best of ideas going forward, they never flustered themselves. They always tried to find an answer, and they knew that whilst the clock was running against them, that they had more than capable uh, the the more than capability of getting that goal, and they did so. Sometimes you need a little bit of luck, but you know we get it in in that sort of fashion with a penalty. And Janelli Farias goes and converts. Yeah, no, just I'm glad this wasn't the long ball United kind of um, play that we usually stick to, where you either give the ball to Munset, you cross it. You just hope you can find Daniel Espinosa and we're just in that box ahead. At that point, it just seems like we were driving. We were just taking the ball towards the defense. We were going inside their box. Do a step over to and just try to either deliver a short cross or a short pass to someone and then try to put it back in. But like you said, while they didn't get the goal, they didn't give up. They didn't seem too flustered. They let it get into the heads. It just kept trying until they find the golden opportunity for them to score. While we got it in a fashion that was very controversial, all in all, it did give us a penalty at the very end. But he stepped up, took the penalty, makes it 2-1, and we overall get three points at the end of the day. And you can't go wrong with that. What is with center backs at America taking penalties? Is what hey, I want to understand. Hey, look at Emma Aguilera. He, start, he was the one that was starting that entire trend with the OF <laughs> taking penalties. And now we're looking at Farias. It's like, you're next. She has yet to miss the penalty. To my knowledge, I'm pretty sure she has not missed one yet. So there's that. It's interesting. I thought I thought Danny would have taken it. I don't think you'd want to. Do we have to go back to the pain and suffering that was Rayadas? Yeah, I don't but think I, she, I don't think she'd I, want to take bounty again. I know, but I feel like you need to get that confidence back up and she needs a goal drastically from from the twelve yard spot in order to get that confidence back up. But again, I don't think this was the game for it either, AJ. I think you needed I need someone solid like Janetti to come in because we were looking towards the end of the game already when this goal goes in. I mean, what are we talking about? The 80th minute of the match? Somewhere 77th. Around there? Yeah, 77th. 77th minute? Exactly. So you were running down the clock already and thinking, well, nothing's going in. What are we going to do? Uh, fortunately enough, we got a little bit of luck there. And then Janelli Faria puts the ball in the back of the net. And now we're here talking about a 2-1 victory for America, which, you know, I still think that they managed to close out the game properly, too. I mean, the last 10 minutes of the match, you, you saw them try to hold their shape. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think Santos really troubled us as much as we think they, they, they could have. Uh, they had a couple of chances from outside the box, but I think that's what they were kind of just resorting themselves to was trying to be as dangerous as they could from long range. They weren't really too worried about being able to find themselves inside the box. I mean, you had a partnership, hopefully a center-back partnership that's going to flourish this season in Janelli Farias and Jocelyn Norejel that I think was actually looking as promising as we thought it would be last season. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. But for the most part, things are looking, well, I hate to repeat myself, but promising for the ladies going forward now. I mean, 
jornada one, you get the three points, which I think that's ultimately vital. That's exactly what you need, regardless of how you play. Uh, so you're off on the right foot. And I get, like I mentioned, there's little, you know, little seeds here and there that Harrington implanted that hopefully will flourish into the foundation of what he wants this team to play. I can already tell that he wants this team to be a very possessive team, a team that understands how to, you know, move, attack, and defend with the ball. And I think that the ladies, as the time progresses, will eventually pick up on that and, you know, be able to execute the game plan to perfection, hopefully by the by the end of the regular season. So we'll have to wait and see. But AJ, I think some promising things coming for, for America. Yeah, and I can't wait to see how the rest of the season goes down with um, Harrington and the rest of the team. This team looks very solid, especially with um, a couple of pickups that we did make to the team as well. So I think this is probably the, te- the team we'll be seeing for the rest of the season. But we potentially may be, that might have just be the only players we're going to be adding. Might get more maybe in the near future. Who knows? Will be an interesting one. Definitely an interesting one to keep an eye on. So um, ultimately, America gets three points. And uh, as far as I saw, what we were sitting second in the table until other results were coming in through. But, you know, again, you don't look at the table until like maybe six, seven jornadas in. So mm-hmm. don't 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 be eager, ladies and gentlemen, to go out there and looking at the table after like two jornadas and, you know, give it a bit of time. Give it a bit of time. The most important part about this was building fundamentals, which I think we're starting to do so and kind of, you know, little little by little find progression throughout, you know, throughout the weeks in, in, in this regular season. So, so far, so good. And America's just got to keep it up. Definitely got to keep it up. But all right, AJ, that does it for America versus Santos. Let's move on into our next segment. And before we do so, I do want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by Foot Cult. If you guys haven't done so already, make sure you guys check out footcult.com and use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. Again, that is discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off on all Foot Cult products. They are dropping some amazing merchandise, some amazing gear. Those shorts, those blackout shorts, my goodness, AJ. Those are a must-cop, must-cop if you are interested in that. Again, use the discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off. All right, AJ, talk to me about Coapa News in and around the Lady Aguilas camp. Was there a signing that we did not talk about last week on the podcast? There's three signs that we have made additional team. Two of them are coming from the U17 squad, and that is goalkeeper Fedra Cotta and midfielder Angelique Saldivar. Um, Fedra Cotta, um, she's a go. She's gonna be the fourth string goalkeeper on this team. 16 year old, and Angelique Saldivar, she's 14 years old, and she's put into the squad, which is very interesting. What? I, remember, I, I I was just me exactly. I was like a 14 year old just got signed to the team. Who knows how she's going to be? And I'm, who knows? Maybe I'll hope to see her play because they're going to have to fulfill that requirement for youth. So expected to see at say maybe towards the very end of the season. Who knows? Play some big games against the big team. So let's see. And then the other issue we made is Stephanie um, Mariana Rivero, um, Brazilian American soccer player who has played in University of Connecticut and has played in Norway. And looking at the stats that she had in college, she just seems to improve her game with each season. First, se- uh, first time playing as a um, rookie she only had three goals in 19 games then the second season she had six and 20 seven and 23rd and third and then her final season 22 goals in 23 games 
as a forward. There you go. The so we're bringing forward. in another forward. Yep. So you're telling me now we have this new signing, then we have Blue, we have Janelli Farias, we also have um uh who's the person we brought in from Toluca? Maria Malion. Yeah, Maria Marion. Danny who can play up top. AJ, that's already five five forwards, and I know I'm missing someone here too. Mayra Pelayo, is she a forward? She technically could play as a forward as well, and then not that Huerta. She technically could play as well. You mentioned Janay Farias, but you know what? I wouldn't be surprised because she definitely could. She definitely could score. She could score the PK. She had. She definitely Wait, did has, I say Farias? You said Janay Farias, but hey, if she's listening to this, hey, I just ask her if you could play forward for just you know garbage minutes. One game. What? Well, not game. even. Not even like the fi- like the final minutes. Like just put me up front. Put another center back. Um, put me in, coach. Put <laughs> me in. That's a lot of forwards, AJ. I don't know how we're rotating. Um, when I'm thinking about this, but I don't. She could play as a center forward, but I'd see her playing more either on the right hand side or the left wing side because I feel that's where she's more comfortable at. And not that worth that. She could definitely play as well, but I think it's just her. I would like to see her at the cam spot. That's she, what I want to see. I could see. Part. I could. She could definitely play in that. And that campus is just like Balion. She definitely can. Then when you're looking out at the true forward options, you got Danny Flo, the Espinosa, Kian Palacios, and Ibero at your at your position right there. Did you already put Blue in there? Yeah, Danny Flo. Oh, Danny Flo. Oh, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Wait, but you forgot Cassandra Cueva, who for some reason has now become a vital center mid uh, for America, who was once a starter at. The starting Lord. at the at the striker position, she can. But I think she's going to be staying in that midfield spot probably for forever. Honestly, do you like her in that position, AJ? Uh, I feel like I feel like she's getting a little better, but I still am not convinced that that is her that is her spot. You see, when we had the trifecta of Daniela Espinosa, Lucero Cuevas, and Cas up front, we just had them as that trifecta right there, the triangle offense. That was disgusting. He had so many goals coming from them. From Goss, I mean, two seasons ago, she was bagging in goals, but to put granted as well, it was against weak opposition like Necaxa and Mazatlan. But you get to see what she could really do when, you know, she played as a center attacking mid or up front. But she's got to the position, I feel like, in the game of women's soccer, you're not always going to be staying stuck in one position. At some point, you're going to be thrown as a center mid, a left mid, right mid. Heck, at some point, you even see some forwards in women's soccer. They just get thrown to as a left back or right back simply because of their pace and dribbling capabilities. Interesting. Interesting. But, again, we're not here to digress on that position. We're just here to talk to you guys about the incorporations. And like you mentioned, AJ, I think those will be the last bit of players coming in for America family, unless you have something else. Yeah, so Craig Harrington in the press conference, um, someone did ask him if Rivera's going to be the last sign. He's like, she's a sign that I wanted, but I have no clue if we're if she's going to be the final sign of the team or there's going to be more players arriving soon. So it's really up to Claudia Carrion to make more of the signs this point. Harrington, he said, that's the play that I wanted. If, I bring any, if she brings any of her players, welcome to the squad. And I can't really go wrong with that, honestly. More um, signings. It's nice to um, reinforce the bench with all more squad depth. So basically, what AJ is saying that Megan Rapino will will come to him. <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say no to that. 
Well, I know, right? I, and like, we didn't have enough for it. <laughs> have more. It never hurts. Yes, it does, AJ. It hurts a lot playing time-wise for some of these ladies. Uh, but we'll see what happens, though. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated uh, on all things going on in and around the world of Guapa for the ladies over on our social media platforms. That is Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at EY Podcast. AJ is going to have you guys covered with all things Lady Aguilas this season, as he has done in the past. And uh, make sure you guys stay tuned to that because he will keep you guys up to date every single bit of news that we hear coming for the ladies. So... Uh, that pretty much wraps up the news in regards to Guapa, right? AJ, no, 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 nothing else to really add on or um, just really an injury. Um, Rapora asked Craig Harrington to wipe to Alexandra Godinez and why she was not featured on the bench. We just simply said it's just an injury. We'd hope to incorporate her back into the squad as soon as possible. For what it sounds like, maybe just out, maybe just from the first or not. Maybe expected to probably see and um the bench in the, against Puebla. And talking about injuries, we did have a player that was stretched off the field. AJ, any updates on her? Um, Monica Rodriguez, she did um post on her tour that she's complete that she is fine right now. A okay. Just thanks to everyone who sent her tweets making sure that she's okay. So if anything, we probably would see her in the game against um Puebla is starting. And if not, if anything, just maybe put on the bench and could put someone else in that right back um spot. I, I I don't think Harrington's gonna risk it. I think if he if the the medical staff doesn't give her the green light right away, I think he's just not gonna wanna do it and he's gonna have a rest. Again, it's early in the season, no need to start risking will probably be your starting right back for the rest of the campaign, right? So uh, we'll still have to wait and see what happens in that department. But as far as things go, that is your guys' updates for our ladies and Coapa. So with that said, AJ. We're not going to have to wait too long until the ladies wear that beautiful yellow kit that they were able to debut at home as they will be going up against Puebla in the Jornada 2 of the Liga MX Femenil Apertura 2021. Back at the Estadio Azteca, although this time at a different time, uh, 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Standard, uh, excuse me, 5 p.m. Central Standard, and then, of course, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for you, AJ. This game's going to be broadcasted live via to the N, and you guys can catch that over on there. And if you guys are going to be like me, who are still going to be stuck at work, unfortunately, well, you guys can catch up and follow the game minute by minute as AJ is going to have you guys covered on that aspect. AJ, how excited are you for this game? It's the second time, and it's the second go-ahead at the Estadio Azteca, something I don't think we've seen ever. Yeah, no. We get to see the beautiful home kits like I got here right now. I'm ready for game day. This time around, instead of me just wearing any other America jersey that I have, um, back in the Azteca again. These ladies will get to play in there again. See how it is this time against Puebla, who in, in the um, La Jornada, they won 3-1 against Leon. So this will definitely be an interesting game this time around. I think it, it definitely is going to be the first quote-unquote big test for uh, Harrington and his side. You're talking about a Puebla side that went out there and did their job against uh, Leon, and now they're going to be looking to do the same against America. Obviously, we already know this, AJ, because we've seen it time and time again, whether it's for the men's or for the ladies. Whenever they go up against America, it's like they play at 120% every single time. And so I think America needs to find a way to immobilize kind of that confidence from Puebla because it's going to try to seep into this game. And really, we can't go into this one with any more uh, higher levels of 
confidence either, too, because we didn't have the most perfect game. We didn't have the most well-rounded game against Santos. We know that there was things to, you know, work on and and, and hopefully as the season progresses, kind of, you know, tweak little things here and there. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be an interesting game. What are you most excited or at least what is the one thing you want to see out of this matchup for uh, Harrington's side? Um, just this time around, just to still not give up. You see how the um the ladies have not been flustered at all whenever they miss an opportunity. But this time around, I wanted to see them take better shots than what they had from last game. While we had nine shots on target, that's great. Now start converting those shots on targets into goals now, which I would love to see from this side. We definitely have the players that get up front. They can definitely score some goals from us. We're gonna be test. We're gonna have a quote-unquote big test against Puebla. Who is coming into this game pretty well with three goals of their own that they have scored in the season so far. So this time around, see what Harrington can do against this Puebla side that have beat us 1-0 la- and the and the last game of of the um, last season. So it'd be interesting to see what they could do. <laughs> those pain. Jesus. Yeah. Very much pain. But of course, you know, we're trying to we're trying to rewrite those wrongs from from last season into this one. And I think it's gonna be an interesting game. Nonetheless, I think. You'll give me your predicted starting eleven, but I don't expect it to change from what we saw against Santos. I think this is a manager that doesn't really want to tweak too much with what's working, right? If you have a working formula, then you know use it, keep using it until you have to then eventually later tweak something. But I would much rather see the same starting eleven because uh, I I would say that everyone out there played a very good game, very decent minutes for the majority of the ladies. And I, I think it was a well-rounded squad. And so I think you need to give them that, con- you know, that. How, what is the word I'm looking for? I'm, I know it in Spanish. I just can't say it in English right now. But um, you, you, consistency. There you go. I don't know why I couldn't. We always say this word on, on the podcast, agent. I can't even remember it for some reason. Uh, but you want to give that team that consistency of playing with each other week in and week out, understanding, playing to the rhythm, playing to what you want them to play as. Because it's a whole different situation to what they were accustomed to last season with Leo Coyote's so-called tactics that long ball situation isn't exactly what i would call tactics aging but you see with this new uh, manager that there's an idea going forward and and trying to understand how to break teams down how to you know move and, and, and keep possession and have the other team run for the ball rather than you chase it which is something that we saw a lot with goyard because we were very much a quote-unquote counter-attacking team so we'll have to wait and see but I, I would personally want to see the same start 11 against Santos, against Puebla, especially because you're at home. No reason to change things up. But with that said, AJ, what is your predicting start 11 for Friday's matchup? All right, just to repeat, if um, everyone didn't catch it for the last podcast episode, um, we have at the measure, starting in goal, your left back be Karen Luna, your two center backs be Justin Orihan, Janay Farias. All right, back, if Monica Rodriguez is not at 100%, I would just simply put Selena Valera at that right back spot. Your midfielders are still be consistent of Gas Cuevas and Abel Gonzalez. And then up front, we're going to have Daniela Espinosa on the left. Our center tag is going to be Maria Maleon. Our rep is going to be our right mid. It's going to be Monte Hernandez. And up front, Gambas is again. So all in all, it's the same lineup. And pinpoint out, Daniela Espinosa didn't look too shabby on the left on the left mid. Um, Considering that on the national team, she does play on the, on the sides. And she definitely has got that pace, the dribbling capabilities, and as well to make really good um passes and to see her just embrace this new role that she could potentially have and make a feminine i'd like it and once on that right hand side look very solid as well especially the pass that she gave to kiana palacios um last game 
just wonderful. Love to see more things from her on that right hand side. It is an interesting thing that we bring up the whole, uh, you know, winger situation because I think that you and I originally thought Monster on the left, Danny on the right, but it looks like uh, Harrington's goal with these ladies is to have them switched. Uh, perfiles. Basically, what I'm saying is that he wants Monse to cut in and be able to cross or shoot with her left dominant foot on that right hand side, and vice versa with Danny Spinoza with her right foot cutting in from the left hand side. I, I, it's an interesting, interesting tactic. Let's see if it pays off. But you mentioned it; both looked very comfortable, oddly enough, in that position, and. You know, it, it seemed to have been working. I mean, Monse paid the most dividends with that cross into Kiana. Um, and now let's see what they're capable of doing. And this is a matchup that even though I'm not trying to discredit what, you know, Puebla did against Leon. Again, this is a Puebla side that America should potentially be beating by more than one goal, you would imagine. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is a moment where I feel like uh, I need a player like Dani Espinosa to come in, bag herself a goal. And little by little, get on that track of finding her rhythm, finding her groove. And, you know, she is the all-time goal, leading goal scorer. So you expect goals out of her this season. And hopefully this game is the one to, you know, bring dividends to that, AJ. We'll love to see, we'll love to see it. And just see everyone of these players get their, get their 110% against Webla, but not just Webla, but to every single point that they'll be facing this season as well. But, like, we always want to see an improvement from the previous game. In the previous game, not... Not every game is going to be perfect. There's always a mistake or two that you can pinpoint out and then definitely improve that into the next game. But whatever the, our team is doing right in the last game, which is all about that possession and just them not giving up or getting too flustered when having a shot, we like to keep that. But this time around, we'll just convert those chances into goals now, which you like to see. And for someone like Daniela Espinosa, we want to see her score goals left and right like we usually see her in previous seasons. Last season wasn't the greatest seasons of her. May this time around be different for her. And hopefully she can bag her first goal of the season against Puebla. Yeah, let's hope so. That's exactly what we're hoping for. And we'll have to wait and see what happens there. But um, all in all, you know, I'm, I'm expecting this to be a good game for, for America Family. We mentioned that we already know that at least the foundation of this is being very possessive with the ball. Uh, and which I think will help because I think Puebla might try to catch us on the counter. But I think the most important part is, again, us keeping our shape. We didn't really give Santos too much chances inside the box, which is something that I actually walked away with pretty happy. It was kind of those long-range efforts that I needed to see the midfield have a body there to kind of disrupt that potential shot from 40-odd yards out. We'll have to wait and see what happens, though. Again, I think we're we're kind of in this transitional phase, which, funny enough, you know, a year, not a year ago, but like a couple of months ago, we were in the same boat with the men's side of things with Solari. And it kind of oddly feels very similar to that, what we were feeling now with Harrington, with the ladies. And it's it's seen mild progressions that ultimately, hopefully, will build into something bigger. Again, this is kind of have to be a snowball effect, if we're being honest. It's got to build traction. It's got to, you know, eventually amount to something bigger. But you need to start off rolling down the hill first. And I think we did that against Santos Feminine. Now it's a matter of, okay, can we pick it up and continue to do that against uh, against Puebla? So um, what more could you add to this preview, AJ? 
Um, just the Harrington. Just don't yell at the lineswoman. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> you got a yellow card, huh? <laughs> you got the yellow card. I'm just like, please do not get sent off because <laughs> I remember Hugo Reyes got sent off against the same opponent. We oh, had yeah. to look at Victor Medina and you're like, you're up now. Go have oh, fun God. coaching the rest of the match. I did not want that. So just for him, just keep, just keep this cool this time keep around. And him, I kind of just like how he was really confident in, in the press conference right after. He sure just said, we were the better team throughout the 90 minutes. And then I remember, and I remember him, I think, just even give like a little wink or a smile to like one of the reports and they were just like, yeah, I said that. I said what I said. I'm not taking anything back. So even I think the chance I have to repeat again that, yeah, we were the better team. That's what he's saying. We were the better team just to make sure. But yeah, no, just where Harrington just want to see what else he could bring into this America side. And like you mentioned, I feel like it's a snowball effect. And the men's side of things, we have a new coach. It's the second season now. We see what he did in the first season, see what he can do in the second. Now with Harrington um, around, see what he can do in a certain season America, see what the tax that he brought in the NWSL and now applied into this new squad in this league that's completely new to him. So can't wait to see what you can do against Puebla. Definitely. And, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. For you, who's the key standout player for America, at least for this game against Puebla? I'm going to say Gian Palacios. Ari said, I definitely feel like she's going to definitely be one of the top goal scorers this season in the league. And I feel like potentially the our top goal scorer in America. She's got that first goal. Saw her celebration fly like an eagle. She's embracing those. She's embracing the culture at America, and I'll definitely like to see her continuously keep scoring more goals for us. I say she's definitely gonna be the player to watch for me in this upcoming game against Puebla. And like I said, she gets a brace. This jersey right here, it's gonna have it's gonna have her number and name on the back of the jersey. I love it. I love it. And by the way, I I, I initiated that. I nudged you in that direction. Okay, so I just Kiana, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. Um. <laughs> You're right, though. I, I, I agree with you. I think Yana Palacios has to be the player that, you know, because of what she did in her debut, everyone's going to kind of have keep an eye out on her to see what she's able to do against Puebla. Uh, I'm not expecting her to score a hat trick and I'm not expecting a brace either. But a goal or an assist is exactly what we're looking for. If she Just the same way that this whole thing has to start of a snowball effect. Her, too. You know, she's got to start, you know, finding a way to be in rhythm and on a roll and continuously have that consistency throughout the season uh and as a start off against santos it did so now you gotta you know carry down forward against uh against puebla so we'll have to wait and see what happens but interesting enough i think she has some very good help in and around her area you have on one side danny on one side once it like you you're you're in good hands um it's just a question of can you put your chances away? And I think that's what we need to see from this America side is being clinical. Not just her, because I'm not just pointing fingers at Kiana. We need more other players to step up in the moment and hopefully uh, bag ourselves a couple of goals against Puebla. But with that said, AJ, what is your prediction for Friday's matchup? I got myself going with a 2-1 result, actually. I don't see us getting a clean sheet in this match. We're definitely going to let slip one away, but we're definitely going to just respond back once again with two goals of our own. And I feel like from there on out, we'll definitely be dominant for the rest of the match, just holding possession and just trying everything we possibly can to maybe, who knows, maybe score more than just two goals. But see you on Friday. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. That's not a bad, that's not a bad prediction. I'm actually going to go be very adventurous here. I'm going to zero. I think we can keep the clean sheet. Um, 
what I'm seeing between Janelli and Jocelyn is very much satisfying. I'll say that much. Um, this is definitely a partnership that that shows that they have played years and years together that finally under this manager may flourish and blossom. And so now we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, I do think that, you know, they can hold it down. They can keep it together. And um, I, I don't know. I mean, if you look at the way Jocelyn plays, it, it, it's so hard to do so because the camera doesn't track one player. It tracks the ball. But the little glimpses you get to take on Jocelyn, she's everywhere on the pitch, like covering that left-hand side. Like sometimes she acts like she's a fullback when she's actually a center back. I'm going to um, mention that. Like, yeah, it's. I just she never just wants to stay put as a center, but like I mentioned every time, she wants to get herself involved in the play. She will take that ball up to midfield if necessary. And like at times as well as a ball, you'll see her on that left hand side just running, um, just running it towards the corner and then just try to pass it off or go for a cross. And then by the time she does that, she stays put there. She would only ever roll back if the counterattack initiated from there on out. She's just able to just run back there as soon as possible to help out. So would definitely like to see more of that from her. Agreed. Agreed. Would love to see much more of that from her, which I think we'll, we'll get to see it as the as the weeks progress. So interesting stuff there. So that's why I think this is a possibility of a 2-0 victory. But nonetheless, let's wait to see what happens on Friday. Again, that game is going to be live via to the end at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Central. And then it's going to be uh, 6 p.m. for you over there on the East Coast. AJ, again, follow all the live uh, matchup moments of this game via Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. AJ is going to have you guys covered and uh, should be an interesting one. We have some fun graphics coming along the way, AJ. Some very good stuff that we debuted for the Eagle Eye Podcast with the ladies. and. Uh, looking forward to doing more of this. No doubt about it. Can't wait to do um, more of those graphics and as well may have more animated gifts for the rest of the season. Definitely. A lot more Fly Eagle Fly uh, celebrations is what we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, AJ. Well, is there anything to add on before we wrap up today's episode? That's about it. Definitely. Well, we're coming to you guys a little bit earlier than usual because America uh, does play on Thursday night. Uh, against Querétaro, the men's side at least, and we didn't want to do it a day before um, the the team actually played on a Friday. So we had to find and, and you know common ground here. So that's why we're coming to you guys a little bit earlier. But you know you can usually find us at, at the regular time on Thursday, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, nine Central, ten Eastern, live on YouTube and Twitter. And but if that's the case, if we are going to move it around, we'll let you guys know, or we'll definitely do something like this pre-recorded for you guys to have up and early, so you guys can get your news and get your Lady Aguilas fix the way we know that you guys wanted to. But all right, AJ, I think that pretty much does it for us. We'll be back next week to talk things all uh, talk all things America Femininas. We'll be recapping the game against um, Puebla, and we're also going to be looking forward into the match against Querétaro. That's another Friday game, but this one's going to be a road match. Should be an interesting one, AJ. Fun, fun, but fun. A lot of fun stuff going on with the Lady Aguilas. But uh, anything else to add on before we wrap it up, AJ? That's about it. That is about it. All right, then. Well, see you guys uh, over on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Football, for making this a possibility. Please wear your mask. Stay safe out there. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 